Hello, my name is Alexander Morari, and I'm the founder of ITK Media. You've tuned into our podcast about Central and Eastern European startups that are in pre-series A stage. And our guest today is Luke Pitel, the co-founder of Smabler. That's a unified artificial general intelligence system uh, with language cognitive cap um, capabilities, enabling machine reasoning with, from human language and automated handling of big unstructured text data. That's a mouthful. Wow. Hello, Luke. Yes, no, I just want to hello. Nice to meet you. Like you said, I'm Luke uh, from Smabler, co-founder. Aga Kopitko is the second co-founder, and Shamak Vierot is another one. It's, and uh, basically, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a mouthful. Maybe maybe I can shorten it a little bit if it's possible. Yeah. Basically, it's it's text-to-data automation, right? So making uh, text um, consistent, structured, and available for automations, analytics, and yeah. general insight. Yeah, as a, as a warm up. So making, say it again, making, no, turning text into data. Yes, text to data automation. Yes, because text uh, text is not a data. What what do I mean by that? Uh, you see it, you have it, you can archive it, you can keep it in your repositories, you can have a mountain of of uh, textual assets in your company, in your organization, whatever. But you're, they're not really accessible, right? Because by, by your standard uh, applications, uh, out, you know, because they need to understand what, what is the data that they have to understand where to put it, right? In another system, other fields. So to, to, to understand at scale what you have in your, in your textual assets, this can be documents, emails, whatever that you have, you need something which is able to transform it to something readable machine. So some, some kind of data format, something structured. And this is, this is the, where we are with Smuggler. Ah, I was saying, so turning text, human text into machine text, basically translating it. But you, I, I, I was expecting to hear from you a word similar to actionable, right? Is this the end goal as well? Not just for translation sake itself, not the process, but what's the, what's the ultimate goal? To make the, tech, the data hidden or in, uh, uh, encoded into text, to make to derive it and make it actionable. Is this the case? Yeah, so basically to, to transform something which is locked, the knowledge which is locked in your yes. textual assets into yes. something which is usable. That means you ha have a centralized knowledge base in your organization, for example, that you have all this information is structured, it's accessible, it's consistent, and it can uh, power or feed multiple applications, uh, departments, different stakeholders and so on. But you have you have something which which you have a holistic view of of the knowledge or the insights locked away in your textual assets yep. so basically it's like a, a brick for data federation from from it sits it's a middleware it sits on top of your, your data repositories it can be fed different different inputs in in form of text and it can uh, output yep. them and, and store them on a knowledge base inside the organization that can be this uh, let's say this input for all your different applications so it's like this missing piece in the puzzle like one of our clients says right on one side you have you have knowledge locked away in textual assets on the on the other side on the front end you have uh, multiple stakeholders applications and 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 reasons for actually getting that insight right and utilizing it and and in general being more digitized being more automated being more insightful and and you know and predictive as a company and to do that, you, there's this missing part, right? Something, uh, and this is where Smuggler comes in. It's like an intelligent language layer on top of data repositories that can this language engine uh, con combined with a knowledge graph is able to transform, store, and provide uh, those data. Yeah, look, look, and everybody, uh, before we started recording, we discussed 
uh, I cannot avoid this. We discussed Luke's uh, dad's achievements, scientific achievements and so on. And you mentioned that he is the geological uh, uh, guru, you could say, right? And what you mentioned right now, you wanted to avoid this, but I will not allow you. So there is a bridge between your dad's achievements um, because Luke thinks, this, thinks that he would be in the shadow of his father as he followed the steps. It will be easy in the beginning, but more difficult later on, I understand. And so you chose something completely different. But here is a bridge. Here is a bridge. So you said the data is locked in a text, human text. And yes. this, is very, this is very similar to the, to the, to the actual uh, oil extraction, which is usually not in uh, liquid reservoirs. It's all uh, usually locked in rocks, basically. And what you need to go to do is um, to drill it down. And then uh, due to the differences uh, in pressure and sometimes fracking, uh, you extract the oil. This is, and then this oil could be the fuel for the all the necessary uh, uses of a car. Let's say combustion, you know, engines and so on for emergency, for firefighting, for you know, robbing rob, robbing a bank. To be you know, completely <laughs> honest, and so on and so right, and so on and so on. So this is what you're doing. You're fracking or you're drilling uh, into the into the text rock trying to frack out or trying to extract basically the true fuel for the computer language uh, fueled uh, systems and context. So let's, let's, let's finish, yes. oh, sorry, sorry, go on, yes. Yes, we can use that type of example. Uh, let me maybe expand a little bit so, uh, or build on it. Yes, on one side you have, you have the source, right? You, want, you know there is something there, something valuable, you want to use it, right? On the other side, you have many different uses and, and that, that could be, that could, uh, or processes that could be enriched with, with the sources, the resource that is there, right? So you need something which is able to take it out, transform it and provide it, right? But at the same time, not only in a way, you know, extract it and pour it, you know, another, yeah. pour it somewhere on the ground, right? You want it packed, uh, labeled, and, and, and done at scale with the same tool that you can uh, apply simultaneously, scalably across all the different different fracking sites, get, get all the information, have this global, the global uh, let's say, resource bank, which is very nicely structured and labeled prepared for, for further refinement. So that's, that's to capital, basically. Yeah, yeah, to capital, you, uh, oil is not extracted uh, completely refined and, and pure and ready to use. Of course, there's, there's, there's water, there's, 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 there's elements like hard, uh, hard particles and so on. You have to throw away this uh, waste or unneeded stuff or, or information noise in your context and then refine and use it or pack it specific, into specific dosages, let's say concentration and so on and 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 then give it into the market for actionable uh, fuel or in this case data usage enough yeah. enough for the warm-up uh, look let's dive into round number one solution itself what are you building and how is this different from from whatever is found or can be found on the market already okay so I will I will start maybe from the end so what is on the market basically the market the status uh, for many years since now is that uh, any language uh, tasks should be uh, applied through using neural networks, for example, or any basically all NLP solutions or, or most of them are, are based on, on uh, neural networks. The problem is that neural networks is, uh, they're based probabilistically, uh, probabilistics and statistics and language is not statistical. So some, that means it's a completely different approach had to be taken, right? And we took, uh, something completely different. We worked for a couple of years 
and 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 let's say in stealth mode, uh, doing our uh, take, taking a, a a guess and then uh, a hypothesis, and then improving it internally, and and we saw that that it works. What does it mean? Uh, we created our own language engine combined with our own uh, knowledge graph, which is able to to first of all understand any type of topical domain. So it's not only dedicated and for narrow domains like the statistical tools out there, right? Uh, it's not all, it, instead of being only, let's say dedicated for topics related to uh, pharmaceuticals or only related to pizza ordering or only related to some something else. This is one engine, horizontal, universal, general, however you want to call it, which is applicable for any type of uh, topical domains that you have in your texts. So after some process of educating the system, I see, and that's that's another difference because uh, so let me also support myself with some of the slides because I am a very I'm prepared. I think you maybe had a chance to see them as well, or maybe not. Yeah. But basically, the the whole idea that uh, what the currently solutions they require a lot of data for training for their yeah. models, right? That that means also these trainings require a lot of resources, computational resources. That means uh, since they require a lot of data, they are dedicated, so they are based on, on that data. The model is created for that data that they're trained on. So it's not universal, it's narrow. Closed, yes. It's closed, yes. Mm -hmm. Second of all, um, and they require that data preparation. If you want to, let's say, shorten the, the number of data to, uh, to, to finalists, you have to spend a lot of manual work to, for data preparation, data cleaning, and so on and so on, selection for those training models. In our case, there is no process of training. It's a, it's, it's, you don't look, train look, a model. The no model... process of training, meaning the system goes, like it knocks itself out at the initial data fed into the system, but that means ne necessarily that it creates lots of mistakes or false positives or misinterpretations. Isn't that the case? How do you deal with this? It's, a, it's a, because it's a, okay. It's a different approach since you don't you don't require training because you take data as is for analysis and it is immediately is able to infer from text the, the different contextual connections, functions, the, the relations between the words, uh, sentences, phrases, uh, okay. paragraphs, document, and so on. So, what, what languages do you cover now? Ah, and this is also a good question. Uh, the, at this moment, we are covering. Uh, English, Polish, obviously as well, uh, Chinese, French, and uh, wow. now Spanish. And we are now uh, in the next couple of months, we're expanding uh, 20 plus languages, which is also another uh, difference because most of the, the, the models that you have out there on the market, they are dedicated for a specific language, right? So, so not only they're dedicated, what the market dedicated per language, very often yeah. dedicated per topic domain. Second of all, they require a lot of, uh, a lot of preparation, manual work, which is very costly. Plus, they they are not really adaptable to, to new information that might come in. You would have to retrain the model. So, so yeah. again, yeah. they're not really flexible. They're very narrow and they're very static. Uh, and yeah. in our case, you you pass all those negatives. You have you 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 basically uh, being able to to with our with our technology of that we're able to uh, produce a, 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 a solution which yeah. is uh, um, let's say able to immediately create automatically ontologies based on the information that is analyzing yeah. and being able to infer from that text, structure it in a very uh, consistent format and provide that information. So that's why for us, it does scalability across processes, across industries, across topical domains with the same model, the same language engine, the same knowledge graph. Uh, that's, the, that's the advantage. Uh, it 
sounds to me like a design of a perpetual mobile, should I say? It's a completely different approach. Like I said, it's not what everyone is, is doing, which is which is basically um, um, uh, it's an arm race between how many number of GPUs are you able to to you know utilize for your uh, for the training of the model. But even after the training, even once the model is trained, right, the the the, the neural network models that you have there, just for you using that already trained model for inferring from from uh, from text. It also takes a lot of computational power, and and you you know it's it's still not it's still not flexible, not scalable across the different topical domains. In our case, when we um, have, we were actually by one of we were benchmarked by with the current with their data team that they were using their the the current state on the market solutions. We had doubled the the relevancy of the information of the of the of the outputs. Uh, the 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 whole uh, application was set up. The fraction of a time compared to that one. Plus, it's flexible because we could ingest new information without even uh, even providing any any additional you know work inputs for for uh, for preparing the the language engine. So, flexibility, scalability, uh, universality. Um, what else? For me, it's still unbelievability until I see and test it myself somehow. Ah um, yes. The um, long goal is obviously artificial general intelligence, but that's a long goal. But it's something that uh, that we are okay. What about practical? Question. Yeah, what about practical dimension? Um, how are you now ready for the market? And uh, do you have clients uh, or pilots? What's the pricing model? I know it's a bundle uh, of questions, but you know, take them one by one. You know what I mean. Uh, business. Um, what's the business yeah. reality right now for the company? Uh, yes, uh, the, the technology is there. Yes, we are prioritizing it. Yes, we have clients. Yes, uh, it's it's working. Uh, there are at this moment, we are a enterprise software working on premise. We are in, also in, at the stage of preparation for going into having a, a solution on the cloud to, to expand it to more uh, or different type of clients, so to speak, and different type of challenges as well. Uh, we are also testing different different use cases at this moment with different industries to to prove to ourselves uh, and, and and improve the universality of of the solution. At this stage, we see that it is universal, and we are very happy with that because that was the main objective for us when building the whole technology. So uh, yes, we're rolling out, and we are uh, coming out out of uh, stealth mode, yes, so to speak. Why did you choose to go into stealth mode in this case? Because it took uh, what we okay the, the the area that we are with it's a pure R and D right so that means it takes a lot of uh, effort and a lot of uh, time and and uh, maybe some luck as well to to achieve a goal that we set uh, ourselves in the beginning and uh, we wanted to make sure that what we have there is this there's a technological uh, technological proof. That it's market proof that it's that is actually working, and then that we can come out to the market and and uh, also to the clients, but as well to the to the VC uh, VCs so to have something uh, completely ready and not just an idea. Okay. To put away the hype about the company and focus on R and D, so that the growth stage is hyper. Uh, is hyper growth later on? Yes, yes. So you mentioned, look, you you mentioned clients. You mentioned clients, and that you are now have you have already what paying uh, customers as well in what yes. industries? If not the name, if you cannot tell the name, I would like to 
prefer yeah, not to okay. because, yeah. I would not it's prefer okay. describe, not because... describe the industries and the okay at this moment the, the 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 main one that we are also focusing on is is um it's called global manufacturing companies so uh, the use case is also global in this case we are uh, rolling out across the different uh, like I mentioned earlier, the different languages, different topics, different. Uh, so basically, analyzing all the textual assets in the company to be able to provide them uh, for for the for, front end. No, come on, impossible! All the textual, all the text, the whole textual dimension, like CRM, purchasing, at procurement, this, HR, at, marketing, all of it. This is in the pipeline. The first one is is we start to do uh, accessing all the information in CRM. So basically. Okay. all the different emails and the communications and the second phase is to include all the different documentations about quality documentations about uh, uh, surveys client surveys and so on so there's it's a rollout for diff different different uh, uh, different uh, let's say textual sources but yes the end goal is to have all the information wow. in okay. that you have in text connected in one uh, Let's say superset, a structured superset, one one uh, knowledge base for the company that you can federate and reuse that knowledge uh, across different different applications and, and and processes. Do you care at all what type of CRM a client uses right now, or you don't care? No, we, no, it, it doesn't matter because okay. it's, it's, it's usually okay. It also depends whether whether you want to connect directly to a CRM, but very often uh, these types of organizations have. Uh, let's say uh, data repositories, right? That you mm -hmm. that you have you have okay. Uh, okay. you have the different uh, data layers that you have. You can connect the, directly to the to the uh, database with the raw information, and you can provide yeah, okay. into your analytical okay. layer already the the let's say this, the analyzed and structured information. Yeah, money wise, are you earning right now, or still don't care about this? And if yes, what's the um, MRR more or less? It's I I would not like to disclose it more the MRR, but uh, the the we are uh, at this moment we are earning yes, and we are uh, let's say times four versus year to year uh, in in terms of revenue growth. So I, I think that's pretty good. Yes, and we care about that obviously because it's always good to you know when you're in the business uh, field, it's the business. We're not in the nonprofit, right? So. It's, to be to be you know frank right i mean obviously we're here also not only from the r&d perspective which is which we really enjoy and love to have this competitive edge over what is out there on the market but at the same time obviously we're here also to to make a business right interesting let's move on to next round round two is competitors you basically covered this already that you have a completely new approach and a completely novel uh, kind of like mechanics behind the whole process Anyways, yes. is there anybody is there anybody in this crowded space who is close to what you're doing? And if yes, like benchmark yourselves. Okay, so 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 obviously, okay. If we talk about the different approaches that companies have in terms of uh, selecting from the competition, right? The first competitor that we have is that the companies do nothing, right? Doing nothing is the best is, is always the greatest competitor because. Uh, yeah, usually they have to be companies which want to actually do something. They want to digitize. They want to improve. They want to be more predictive and so on. They want to evolve. No, so no, 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 no. Don't switch. Don't switch to clients because we, you, what you say right now is not your competition. It's your dormant clients or they are not yet aware that they need you. And these are client side. What about your competition? Our competition, obviously, and if you talk about the, the very from the technological perspective, not the business perspective, but yeah, technology. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously, uh, 
the, the, if we talk about a very general space of, of natural language processing, right? Yeah. There's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, competitors out there or, or different companies which are doing many different things. Uh, like I said, uh, the, this, the, um, so the landscape is very fragmented and uh, very dedicated to specific tasks, right? Which means if you want to, if, if you would like to um, uh, access knowledge and text holistically across the whole organization, you don't have any solutions like that because okay. they're very narrow. You would end up with thousands of different vertical applications, front-end applications, which are, which are okay. dedicated for specific tasks. But the whole idea for these companies is to have this information connected, to have them horizontally uh, available for everyone, consistent, and, and this, is yeah. not, this is not achievable with the current uh, technology state of the art. So, and except Smabler, of course, because we took a completely different path. So yeah. language engine plus knowledge graph, which is able to transform it at scale. Okay, look, what you say right now, I mean, look, look, what, what, what you're saying is, is basically like a big declaration. What you say, yes. we are unique. Nobody else is doing this. And let's, let's, let's take this for a fact for a second. How do you plan to defend your uniqueness in the short term, long term? Okay, as we estimate, we have a couple of years of, of uh, competitive advantage in terms of, of the technology where we are right now and uh, how to defend it. Okay, there are different areas, right? Because once, once I, you might have I, big, big companies, huge, uh, you know, multi-billion companies, which are, um, let's say their domain is, is tech, right? Deep techs and so on. At the same time, you have many different, uh, different uh, smaller solutions out there, which utilize the, the, the frameworks created by the big companies, right? So basically, if, if, if someone is using a framework which is already available there, that means that everyone is at the same, more or less at the same level. To create a completely different framework requires a lot of time. And, and this, this, this time and this, this, this uh, R&D part requires a lot of effort. So this is not available to everyone. There's, there's, a, there's let's say, this, this, there's a moat in terms of competitive, competitive advantage, that it's hard to go into a business and create your completely your own language model, right? I agree, language but models. as an investor, as an investor, I'm not at ease right now. So let's say initially I'm interested, but then when it comes to defending my interest in your company, I haven't heard a, a you know a a like safety kind of uh, statement for me how would you be able to defend uh, quite directly quite directly is it patentable yes it is patentable of course there's now there's an, uh, the whole point whether whether it should be patented or not uh, why uh, there's a, a topic because uh, at this stage we did not patent it because we wanted to if you patent you have to provide the, the method yeah. in, in the patent disclose. as well so you have to disclose yeah. some kind yeah. of information yeah. uh, at the same time um, but yes, it's fully uh, patentable, and this is something that we want to do have in the pipeline. But we have the pipeline to do that. Why? Because it's 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 also uh, like you mentioned from from an investor perspective, it's always good to have the, some kind of uh, say papers and, and documents. But at the same time, technology is moving so much forward that uh, if you patent something at this moment, uh, how uh, in ten years can be you know 
or it can be circumvented. The whole idea is not is to keep uh, the idea and the method and the and the approach uh, as you know how. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it, um, who uh, Elon Musk mentioned one. Why, uh, the question was, why don't you patent your uh, solutions and you know designs and so on? And he said something like, uh, a patent is an invitation to a court proceeding, basically, or, or you know to a legal fight. Invitation to a legal fight. We want to spend our time and effort somewhere else. I understand. Uh, that's, that's an interesting concept. At this moment, we don't. We have, we're quite you know fine with that because I mean we know that we're doing something completely different. But the whole idea is you're you're inviting more competition. Actually, if you are going to, yeah. to provide something, if it's if it's, this is something which is in the, in the back, it's a, it's a solution uh, that you have that you, that was created based based on, on a concept, the concept was completely different, the, the application then of the, of the concept into making it to reality. And this is where we are now, and we see that we have the advantage, competitive advantage in terms of uh, the output that we can provide, in terms of the scalability that we can provide, yeah. in terms of how the client, uh, the clients can see that because they, they, have, uh, they have the understanding of the technological landscape. So they have already tried the different, different applications for many years for this topic, and they were not satisfied. And they came to us, they did a first test and they were surprised that there is something that which is able to finally solve their problem. Look, let's move on. Uh, round three, uh, relax a little bit, I hope. Quick Q&A. <laughs> um, what are your own productivity hacks? And not the tools, but what the way you do this uh, to achieve, I mean, more productivity, you know? Hmm. I won't say coffee because obviously everyone will say that. Uh, productivity hack. You know, I'm not really prepared to do such a question. I don't know if I have any specific. If it would be something specific, then it then it would it would feel like something something is 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 uh, like a foreign object. If it's something ingrained in me, I don't see it as something specific, and I'm not able to identify it as specific, and I'm not able to provide it to you. Good. So. So take this as a provocative question for today. Uh, come back to us. We will follow up maybe as a uh, footnote for this video. Uh, from the other point of view, a tool, uh, what unique or exotic tool application program have helped, has helped you most in the last month or three months? And what I mean, outside mm -hmm. of, the, uh, of the stack, uh, like, you know, Asana, Trella, Slack, like what uh, Salesforce, HubSpot, whatever. Anything new and really exotic that you were surprised how interesting, how effective this is? Okay, so, uh, but then again, this is an internal tool uh, for us, but uh, what we, okay, because since we're working remotely, not only due to the, the COVID, but basically it's a very, uh, let's say, uh, flexible way of working that every, the whole team is is uh, located in different uh, different areas but uh, communication is quite frequent and exchange of information is quite frequent that means uh, i think that the the very useful the most useful tool is the uh, file exchange that we have where with uh, encryption that we can easily uh, share information share files on on a high encryption level i think this is something which is um, let's say helped us to better communicate and and you know exchange information and this is your own tool that you created for the company yes yes interesting do you think this is scalable can it be found uh, interesting in the market space as well mm, haven't thought about that but 
Let's discuss it after the yeah, uh, I think, podcast. I think, I think it could be. I think it could be interesting because, okay, as a, as a spin-off, uh, separate, separate solution. My idea. No, 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 my idea. Let's discuss it after the podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> Look, number four, company. So you mentioned, what, several years of stealth mode uh, R&D and that's, uh, you yeah. were learning the language of the language processing. I understand graphs, ontologies, and whatnot. Now, as far as founders, there are three of you, Luke's, um, Luke Patel, Sorry, Luke Pitel, Aga Kopitko, Promise of Beirut, right? All of yes. you are, um, no, Aga, Aga is a data scientist, I understand. Tremek is a lead, lead, like CTO, right, so to say, lead software engineer. Uh, and, you're, uh, and you are more of the what, like? Uh, okay, okay, let me explain. Yeah, so, so Aga is the CTO. She's the, the head of R&D. She is the author of the algorithm. So she's, she's like the Michelangelo of, of our company. Uh, Shemek is uh, fantastic. Michel, should I say Michel Angelo? Michel Angelo, yes. Uh, <laughs> Shemek is a fantastic, let's say, uh, developer. So he's like a like a like a, um, a software da Vinci, right? So okay. then, and uh, I'm uh, I'm. Uh, Huh. Okay, I put in a funny, uh, try to put in a, in a funny way. I'm the guy that uh, does everything that nobody else wants to do. So all the boring stuff. So legal, finance, uh, organizations, project management, and everything which is, which is uh, you know, which is somewhere in the back. It keeps the company rolling, uh, but it's it's not this uh, maybe so beautiful as, as R&D where you are creating something, there's something blossoms and you can, you know, show it to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're the most visible, the 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 least valuable. <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> oh, that this is so bad. I mean, come on. My, my goal is to provoke, of course, but maybe to ask you for clarifications as well. And this is what this was not what I meant. I was really hoping for you to come back with a with a punch back. Uh, you know, punchback. No, see, I, I'm I'm a I'm a good guy. I don't do things like this. So, but no, I think the most important thing is that you know we we've grown uh, you know to to uh, really like each other. We were good friends. We've we were like a team which you know worked together from the very beginning. And I think um, we created it together something let, beautiful, let, right? And let, this is yeah, yeah. Let, let me help you. When there are genius uh, technical or pro coding guys, and so on, every company like that needs a Steve Jobs figure. Let's stop at this and move on. <laughs> what about what about the rest of the team? How many team? Uh, how, how many? Uh, how many team members you have right now? Yeah, so we are we are uh, right now hiring at this moment. So we're increasing the the, the, the headcount. The team has increased from eight recently to. 12 now i think and from the okay. beginning of the year from from this year uh, 2022 and so mostly on the back end rather than marketing sales yet right yeah development development it development yes how for do, sure this is okay how do you sell by the way um, i mean the sales sales process is it like a little bit of uh, by chance or is there inbound interest already or you just convert whatever meeting you have on at an event or something or is it a system systematized i mean is it is it is it systemic uh, process of sales right now. It's a, we are we are now creating a specific process uh, sales process because okay. uh, as you mentioned that, that might be interesting that our first paying client, uh, the Fortune 500 company, and they found us. Yeah, yeah, Completely this is what I mean. This, yeah, yeah, this this spreads this spreads quickly, especially if you can prove this is unique and uh, not yet in the market and so on. 
Okay, nice. Last last round, Luke, round five, Formula F3, and this is funding for the future. Um, but I, need, I will need your help. Your external funding by now is not very public or I couldn't find. Not very, it's not very public and it's very low at this moment because we have been uh, bootstrapping for a long time by ourselves. We were fortunate enough to have our own resources to be able to do that, which, okay. which uh, we're happy for that. And uh, we wanted to make sure first that, you know, uh, we're ready to, to, to actually start, uh, you know, going into the, the VC market. And this year we close our first uh, small round uh, with uh, a Polish VC and wonderful, wonderful um, uh, angels. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we are in the process of uh, see, picking and, and, and choosing the best partners in terms of the lead VC that we can start doing, finish, finalize the big round. Yeah. And you mean what, May 27 this year, 2021, uh, you had their EndNote uh, base, I mean, convertible, right? Yes, um, yes. With uh, Next Road Ventures, okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. And th that was an interesting point. So you said you were, comp you fully, you were fully full, uh, bootstrapped. And that means you guys had uh, full-time full jobs in other companies or you had some other like conversions uh, from, I don't know, previous exits or, or you sold your houses or you have one, <laughs> one, 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 how do you say, one liver? No, you have one liver, right? What, what do you have? What, what do you have? Oh, one, uh, kidney. 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 Yeah, you, you have one kidney, <laughs> one kidney fewer. How, how can you survive sales mode for several years? Okay, we're, we're actually working full time. Uh, the, the three of us working full time for, for a couple of years. And uh, okay. together, by the way, together or in different companies? No, together on, it's with Smabler. So we've been working for many years in Smabler. So we, we start the incorporation is in 2018 because of different re uh, reasons. So one is to, to actually start, you know, uh, putting everything together in one, under one company and also uh, applying to different, um, different accelerators that we wanted to, to, to learn a little bit more. Uh, and but yes, previously we have been uh, bootstrapping until now, until this year, uh, by ourselves. Why? How? Well, we we're fortunate to to be able to uh, in our previous jobs to uh, let's say uh, put aside a little, some sums which which okay. uh, which helped us work. Obviously, the, the, those years under in bootstrapping uh, were very, so to speak, um, harsh, right? Because yeah. you have to okay. be really uh, frugal in terms of of spending. Mm -hmm. Okay, so kidney is still your extra resource. Kidney is still there, I think. I think it's still there unless, you know, I, I was under narcosis and someone took it, but I think it's, it's, it's there. Look, thanks a lot. Um, last question before we end. The next financing round or investment round, who would you define as your ideal VC if you go to the VC uh, kind of avenue? Um, do you have a clear, clear, clear... Yes like expectation of the VC or you will just take money from anybody? No, 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 no. We, like I mentioned before, it's, it's not just about, you know, just, just money because the, the whole idea is to, to have a partner in a VC partner for, in the, for the long run. Why? Because we are creating something, not just something quickly, small application, which we, which is there. And the next day might not be there. We are actually trying to change completely the paradigm of how you approach to, to, to machine uh, understanding of language. Right. And this is, we see a huge advantage because the, since it's like I mentioned earlier, general uh, universal horizontal solution, 
The applications are endless. It's just a matter of picking appropriate market first, and then a second, and then third, and so on. So the scalability is massive. The potential is massive. And if someone wants to be, you know, be together as a partnership, uh, you know, on the on the road and jump on the train and let's let's conquer the world. Perfect. To to to. To, to climb it all or to bridge it all and bridge it with the beginning, I, I understand Luke uh, from Smabler is looking for VCs who are interested in creating tectonic seismic changes in the natural language um, recognition ecosystem and give a um, what re revolutionary leap into the future. Thank you. Thank you very much, Luke. All the best. Good luck. Thank you so much. All the best.